Welcome back to the Life School Masterclass Show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, let's do that. Let's create amazing legacy. Happy Friday, purpose-driven entrepreneurs and visionary leaders. I'm back with you with another amazing show and conversation. Today, we're going to talk about how to get your slayer to-do list, right? How to be more productive, how to be more efficient. It's a love language for us entrepreneurs and high achievers because we always have so much going on, right? So learning how to do that efficiently productively but also so that it frees up our personal time i think it's something that all of us are interested in and hearing more about so that's what my two guests are going to share with us today i have the amazing honor to have natasha carrigan and allegra ramos here with me today thank you so much ladies welcome to the show thanks for having us it's an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait to get into the topic. But before we do that, Natasha, if you want to start with a little background or backstory, um, if you could share some of the most meaningful moments that led you to the work you do now, and then Allegra can share next. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I've been an entrepreneur since 2007, and um, and then became a, a working from home and stay at home mom at the same time. And um, and I was doing really well in my in this one business, um, but I wasn't able to gain traction in like other areas. I was just felt like I was swamped. I was able to keep that business alive, and I was able to be a mom and you know and 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 run a household. But I wasn't able to. There's I had all these other ideas that I would wanted to pursue, other other options, other business ideas, and even things that weren't necessarily in the business world, but things that were lighting me up. But I wasn't able to find carve the time out to do them. And so I see my friend Allegra, who is just rocking it in her world. Same, also an entrepreneur, also a, a mom, and also a homeschooling mom. So on top of that, had that other aspect. Um, and one day, uh, this was back in 2019, I said to her, girl, how do you do it all? You know, I see her just rocking it in so many different areas and really seemed fulfilled. And she had given me some tips and hints and and showed me how how she was she specifically said oh this is the planner i use this is the way i use it and then she came and checked back in with me after a few months and asked me how it was going and out of those conversations out of her essentially initially informally coaching me on what she had been doing for that she for the last few years um this our business beyond your wildest dreams bywd was born out of that. Um, and, you know, she was giving me all these insights and things were working and, you know, it just came to, we're like, we can't keep this to ourselves. <laughs> we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta let loose and let other people know. So um, I, I love that. And I think a keyword that you share with your journey there is get your to-do list done and feel fulfilled because yes. that's, that, that other part is a pretty important for most people because yeah, we can all just do, 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 but then at the cost of what burnout at the cost of other things. Right. So mm-hmm. there's always a cost. So I love that you share that in your journey as well. And 
Allegra, how did you do it all? How did you start? How did you, you know, get into the work you're doing and then attracted Natasha, I'm sure, in your in your uh, vision and, and uh, um, you know, in your world? Well, I just I just want to respond to one thing you just said, because, you know, we always say we don't want to turn our students into productivity robots. The goal isn't just to do more. The goal is to do more of what matters. Right. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question in terms of how I got into this, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. I have my MBA, but it wasn't until I became a mom that I felt like I really had to level up my productivity game. Because when you become a mom and your time is not your own, it's just a totally different ball game. I no longer had those 90 minutes to do like a solid sprint on just one subject, right? And so I have my MBA and I've been into productivity and goal setting and habit formation for a long time, but nothing was working for me anymore when I became a mom. And so I, I'm an ENFJ. That's my Myers-Briggs type. And one of the defining characteristics of ENFJs is that we like to figure out systems and we always want to know how to do something better and faster and more efficiently. And so I just took everything that I have read and studied over the years and reworked it into a system that worked better in less time. And really it works for everyone, but parents, right? Working parents, we really need a really efficient system just because of all the claims on our time. Yeah, I so highly agree with that. I, I do find that as human beings, when we have all this free time, we kind of just, you know, be mindless with it and use it unintentionally. And then, we right. get, you know, guilty, we feel the guilt around, okay, I'm, I would put my time on the things that I really want to do. So having like a timeline, like kids, uh, another project or something else around you does really help you manage your time more correctly and more intensively, I should say, for sure. So I love that. So ladies, take it away. So let's dive into the topic then. Three, two, one, three simple strategies to slay your to-do list. What is it that you'd like to share with us on that? Well, yeah, so we're going to give you this overview. Yeah, the overview of our book, and it's also a, a, a an hour-long workshop as well. And the book itself is also a workbook. And it's really born out of us noticing really three mistakes that people usually make and then finding these three strategies that combat that mistake. And the first mistake that we found, um, and I was absolutely guilty of this, and I still sometimes am, is putting absolutely everything on your to-do list, We're talking like everything. Like I used to get out that to-do list and I would be like, brush your teeth. You know what I mean? Like everything because yes, <laughs> yeah, because, because you know, it, and the, the reason being is like, wow, when I go ahead and put something on my to-do list that I knew I was already going to do, it felt so good to cro cross it off or check it off. You know, um, the problem with that <laughs> is that our brain chemicals, um, it feels really good to, to check it off because you get this little shot of dopamine. Um, and that sounds like, oh, well, that's great. That sounds like that's like uplifting. Sure. But then what happens is you start crossing things off on that to-do list that you are already going to do. And next thing you know, your brain is flooded with dopamine. You feel super accomplished. And those things that are hanging out on your to-do list, like maybe write that new blog or send out a newsletter or the things that are going to maybe make some traction and bring you forward on some of your projects, you kind of feel satisfied with what you've done and you don't you don't really put in the time of energy and attention on those things that are going to move you forward. So, Allegra will tell you about our first strategy, which is Yeah, so strategy number 1 is 
don't write everything down, especially the reoccurring things that have other built-in triggers. Those should really become habits, like brushing your teeth. You have the trigger of you just ate a meal or you're going to bed. Use that to get you to do it. Or walking the dog, right? You don't have to write it down. The dog's going to say, hey, I need to go outside. It's going to be jumping up and down, right? Do that. Forming a habit is a much more efficient way of using your time anyway, because your brain takes up so much energy that it's constantly looking for shortcuts. And when you create a habit, it actually puts things on autopilot and frees up so much mental space. The second tip in terms of not writing everything down is to identify things that only take two minutes and just do them. It's going to spend more time on your list than it takes to do it. So, you know, sending that text to your stylist to get your hair cut, ordering those mechanical pencils that you need, writing that thank you card, or just hitting reply to that email. Yes, I received it. Just do it. Right. So, and I'm, I'm definitely a, f a fan of the brain dump. Like there's a lot of things that are going on, but really those things that you know you're already going to do, don't put them on there. So this, the second thing that we've identified as, as, the, as a mistake that people make is going ahead and just... Um, following the, the order in which that, that you put it all down, like just going ahead and like, just, you know, like you put it on this random order and then just, and not really, you know, prioritizing something over something else. Right. It's all on there. Um, I used to be guilty of this as well. Uh, my husband is so guilty of this. Like if I write him a to-do list, he just goes item by item by item in the order that it's written and doesn't really take a look at prioritizing something or, giving it some different weight. And Allegra will talk about the strategy that we use to combat that idea. So the second strategy is when you're looking at what's left on your to-do list, think about whether or not it's a task that requires deep or shallow focus. And the way we identify deep focus are tasks that are mentally intense, they require focused attention, or they have critical deadlines. And something that's shallow is the opposite. It doesn't require you to be focused. It could even be something that you find relaxing and fun, and it's not time sensitive. And the reason why that's important is that that way, when you're looking at your list, and maybe you have to get a bunch of, you have to fill out some form. Like right now, I have to get some information to my lawyer, right? That's going to require focused attention. I don't want to tackle that at 9 p.m. at night when I'm tired and just done, because that's rife with errors, right? It's just going to be, it's not going to be right when I send it out. So I can say, okay, I need to be fresh. I need deep focus. I'm going to schedule this early in the morning. I probably need two hours to do it. So it just helps me to think about what kind of work it is. And also if you can identify your chronotype, which if you look at the sleep doctor and you can identify what's your best type of time of day for deep or shallow focus, that will help you even further think about your to-do list in a strategic way using a model, right? Rather than a haphazard, like I'll just take it as it comes sort of thing. The other right. thing to think about with deep versus shallow is that brainstorming, which is something that most people might think of as deep work, brain science actually shows that we make more creative connections when we're a little bit tired because it kind of frees up that, you know, there's that that barrier between your conscious and your subconscious, that is a little bit looser, more porous when you're a little tired. So if you want to do really creative brainstorming free association, you might actually want to do that when you're a little bit tired. And no one can decide what's deep or shallow. Only you can decide that, right? Something that's deep for you might be shallow for me and vice versa. 
Yeah. I, I love both of those strategies. And let me just chime in a little bit here and both of them. So the cro uh, know your chromo type, is that what you said? Where chrono, where? chrono, like time. Chrono, chrono time. Okay, that's, mm -hmm. that's really important. So where can people go to do that if you can give them a resource? Go to the sleep doctor, or if you type in, take a chronotype quiz, there are four chronotypes and everyone in the world, everyone in the world spends most of their adult life in one chronotype. It changes when you get older, but for most of your working life, you're going to be in one chronotype. So I'm the lion chronotype, which means I get up early. I have my best focus in the morning. I can write 300% faster in the morning than I do in the evening. So when I'm working on our books or our content, absolutely. I'm a morning person for that. And so just being aware of when you're strongest is going to be really helpful when you're thinking about how to tackle your to-do list strategically, right? Yeah. And if you go to thesleepdoctor.com, that's where you'll find it. You'll find out why it's important to identify this. And he has a really simple quiz that helps you. And, and it really is kind of um, interesting to find out. We're, we're, we're big into like, hey, find out more about who you are, how you work, not not everything works the same way for everybody right so um understanding when you're when you're available for deeper thought and when you're and when shallow work is really the time for you to do something that's not really demanding is super important it's different for allegra than it is for me and i'm sure for you and so to know that is very helpful it's a great way to just kind of again strategize it instead of just take things as they come i used to just fit things in when i had the time for it and I'd be, it would take me like three nights in a row to write a report that would have, if I had done it in the morning, would have probably taken me 30 minutes, you know, but I was just going like, oh, my kids are asleep now. Now I have time to do it. And here I am, can't keep my eyes open at the, at the computer. You know? <laughs> so like, so just kind of, instead of trying to be like, this is when I have time for it. It's like, well, when is it really the best time for me to do it? And that's right. been a major shift. And then therefore, instead of taking three nights to do something, I'm just doing it in 30 minutes. And it's carved out in, this, in a, a different time altogether. So it's it's very helpful to know how you, your chronotype um, and other aspects about what kind of learner you are or what, you know, different ways in which you, the lens through which you see the world. Yeah, absolutely. No, prioritizing is crucial, right? Learning that not every task is equal and not everything has to be done now, especially as an entrepreneur. I have to, I've had to learn the to hold my my sense of urgency because it feels like everything is urgent and everything is such a priority but it's mm -hmm. not right so taking yeah, right. back and assessing our to-do list or our success list because <laughs> to-do list seems like an old paradigm to me nowadays right it's mm -hmm. more like success list the things that you want to really get done to move forward that are really big priority for you and i love that you ladies shared that that not every um, the thing on your list is going to take the same brain power. <laughs> Some things that take deeper thought or, or a creative project that have a couple of steps in between, you probably can't just like be as fast as sending an email or like sending a quick text. Mm -hmm. Well, and also too, it just makes your to-do list so much more manageable. Like when you look at our sample list, you can see there's only two things on that to-do list that are deep work. I just feel like when you go through that process, you realize, oh my gosh, everything's not important and not everything's going to take me a long time because when it's not, when you don't delineate what's important, everything feels important. And then you just look at your list and you're like, oh my gosh, I have so many things to do. And you're like, yeah, but you can do 10 of those things in less than five minutes altogether. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said rely on your uh, muscle memory and habits. 
those don't need to go on a long list. That just will overwhelm you, right? It's things that you right. probably already have a second nature handle on. So even yeah. in the business, I find that there's a lot of activities that I don't do to do because I know the process. So I just robotically go through it. It's <laughs> the best. You know, because it's, it's yeah. muscle memory that you built over time. So it's really mm -hmm. powerful. Absolutely. It's the best. It's the most efficient. <laughs> it really is the best way to do that um, for sure. Thank God. And so then the third mistake, right? Third mistake is not carving out the time, right? So you've got this massive list. You've got all these to do's. You've got all these things that have to get done. Maybe you've de determined what's deep and what's shallow, but you haven't really carved the time out for it, right? You're still thinking about it. And this was one of the, one of the biggest things for me was just thinking like, oh, I'll do it when I have the time. Well, as you, as you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to make that time. And like you said, everything's pulling on you. Everything seems important, right? So we just going ahead and really actually truly carving out the time and making sure that it's, that it, that you have the actual time to do it. If you say that you want to, you know, write the great American novel, well, you got to carve out the time to sit down and, and, and write it, you know, and you give yourself, you're like, okay, I need to give myself a 90 minute block of two hour, three hour, seven hour, whatever, <laughs> however long that takes. But to really carve that out. And so that strategy, of course, Allegra, we'll talk about that on how to combat, you know, not making the time for it. You do. Yeah, you're going to time block. So time blocking simply means you take something that's abstract and you give it a definite time in your calendar. So for instance, I have these papers I need to get to the lawyer and I also have a marketing plan that I need to review from our social media person. And the, I need, that's both of those things are deep focus. I would say the lawyer one's probably going to take me two hours. The one for my marketing manager is one hour. I am not touching that for three days because I do not have the time to do it. And the, I, it's not super critical. They've given me a week to get back to them. So three days is more than enough time for me to look at it, give it my proper attention and get it back to them in a timely manner. So for Monday, I've already blocked out the hours when I'm going to do these two tasks. And I'm not going to think about it until then, right? It's just in time. Like someone asked me the other day, have I looked at XYZ thing? I was like, nope, because that's not going to be important until April 28th. That's when I'm going to look at it. I'm not going to let it fill my brain between now and April 28th when it doesn't need to take up that space. So right. this time blocking is a fantastic tool. But when you partner that with analyzing if things are deep or shallow and your chronotype, it is like such a crazy time saver. You're going to be going through things so fast. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> right. And time blocking, you, we'd like, we love to say it like, you know, the list itself is like taking out of your head and putting it in space. And then the time blocking is taking it from spacing, putting it in time. Right. So you want your things to live in time and space so that they have a better, a better chance of <laughs> actually getting done. A. Right. And B, you know, we're also talking about time blocking, you know, relaxing time or family time or, you know, because a lot of times these things will encroach if you don't get those things done on your success list. Um, if those things just are hanging open, like those tabs are open, next thing you know, oh, well, we had planned to, you know, go to the park, but oh, gosh, I hadn't done, you know, these X, Y, and Z. But if you've time blocked it, you're like, this is my, this is the time because <clears throat> part of my values is to spend time with my family, right? So time block also, time to spend with the family, and that, that kind of thing, if I leave big open gaps in my schedule, 
Um, especially, and I'm talking mostly like Monday through Friday. I don't mean like you can't have, you know, free time or flex time. Of course you can. But when I go ahead and take those items and put them in existence into my calendar or my planner, um, then all of a sudden it has a different kind of weight to it. And I, as I'm like, oh, I've, this is important enough that I've carved out the time for it and I'm going to go ahead and actually do it. Right. Um, one of the other things, little, little bonus tip that Allegra and I uh, say that if, if you're, if an item has gone from one to-do list, so it's second to-do list to a third to-do list because you haven't gotten it done and you haven't time blocked it into your calendar and finished it, <laughs> then it's, you have to let it go. If you've transferred it three times, let it go. It's, yeah, not it's probably important. not important. It's I've probably not important. Again. Yeah, because it, otherwise it just like, I, I mean, there was one time that I had an item go on my to-do list for like six months and I'm just like, I'm obviously not going to do this. You know? <laughs> like it just needs to leave, you know? And so by, by, by also giving myself the, that, like that boundary, I have to say to myself, oh no, this actually is important. I better do it. You know, like, instead of just kind of like giving myself that little dopamine hit of like, I wrote it down. So I'm definitely going to get to it someday. You know? <laughs> um, you know, but if I give myself that boundary of three, three strikes and you're out, um, suddenly lo and behold, <laughs> I get those things done. Absolutely. And you, and that's exactly what I was thinking about. The time blocking helps you with boundary setting, because that's another very, you know, problematic thing for, for business owners and entrepreneurs that, you know, you just kind of keep working on your business and then you're getting, you striving burnout or you're kind of realize that your body is like telling you signs that you kind of overworked. Right. So understanding how to plan your personal and your business, um, tasks and priorities as well it's pretty important because you know we need to boundary set otherwise yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of other consequences that we don't want to awesome i i really thank you ladies i love the the energy you both have uh and i see the passion and the fire behind the work you do this is really really powerful stuff for sure because i find that this is a biggest pain point with most people right understanding how to do this part so that they can be more productive, more efficient, you know, achieve the work on the right priorities that are important to them and all of that. So they can really design their own life and create the life that they want because it is up to us, right? Depends on, it really is a yes. focus that we give our day-to-day -day priorities and tasks. My last question for you ladies is long-term planning. What are your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. We plan mm -hmm. ahead for three months, six months, a year. Oh, we're all about life design. Yeah. So and we have, we have this, the, the to-do list. We also talk about um, creating a morning routine. So those are the things that are like a little bit more immediate. The morning routine is like the habit formation, like we were talking about. We have this, we have a book and workbook called Rock Your Morning. The to-do list is really about being, you know, like efficient and or, you know, um, productive in your, in your daily life. Um, but long-term life design, we have a course called Harness the Power of Planning. And it's a six module course. It takes place over two days. It's virtual. And Harness the Power of Planning is all about helping you excavate out from all of the societal expectations so that you can really focus in on what's important to you. Because our families, our culture, they should on us a lot. And we internalize a lot of that. Like, for instance, for a long time, I had a business around food and people said, you should write a cookbook. And I was like, you're right. I should write a cookbook. And it was on my goal list year after year after year. And finally I realized I don't want to write a cookbook. That's not aligned with my values. That is not the legacy I want to leave 
this world. I want to do something different. And you notice we have no problem writing books, just the cookbooks, right? <laughs> and so we just help excavate, help people excavate and align their goals with their values. Because when your goal is backed by your values, you are unstoppable, right? You see how passionate Natasha and I are, because we really want to empower caregivers to be able to prioritize themselves and their goals. Because if caregivers are not happy and fulfilled, families fall apart. It's just, you know, we like to say, put on your oxygen mask first. What they don't say is because if your oxygen mask isn't on, you're passed out in the aisle and everyone else dies, <laughs> right? So the long-term strategies, like the number one thing that we, like Allegra just mentioned, is finding the, the values that you hold dear, right? Instead of the shoulds. And that's in business, that's in family, that's, you know, and so aligning yourself with the values and your priorities, and this is, helps you understand what your priorities are. And then once you've got that established, then you can make a plan going forward. Yeah. And we break it down into life goals, 10-year goals, five-year goals, one-year goals. We break it all the way down to the daily activity that you need to take in order to move your goals forward. Mm. Yes. I love that you thought ahead of that step because obviously, right? I mean, that's kind of the next step in progression as we also want to think ahead and plan ahead and plant seeds, the right seeds in our life and business. I, you hit the nail in the head. I also highly agree with that as I hope businesses grow, align with your values, your vision, your mission, and that's all authentic and unique. Whatever it's tied to your purpose, whatever's speaking to you is speaking to you. So I love that you defy the odds of people telling you write that cookbook because to you internally, it just wasn't your calling. It wasn't the thing that was calling you for it at that moment in time, right? So you mm -hmm. listen to that and that's, Back to, I don't want to go into spirituality, but we all have the answers a lot of times, right? So go back and listen to what we really feel is the right important priorities for us to work on. They're connected to our purpose and our calling, because mm -hmm. that, that's why we are feeling pulled to, to go after a certain, a, a certain something or, or serving people in a certain way, just like you ladies are doing. <clears throat> if you study long enough, I feel like the productivity life design stuff and the spirituality stuff starts to be the same <laughs> yes it yeah, aligns absolutely. they're supposed to align right i mean we're human we're a complex you know human being right so we have other things in our lives we're multi-dimensional so aligning all of this stuff all together to help you work more in harmony i don't believe in balance anymore it's more like har harmony and focusing on the right important priorities for your phase and stage of life i think mm -hmm. it's really Powerful yeah, anymore. that's. I'm glad you mentioned that. We always talk about like the whole idea of like work-life balance is like kind of a myth, and it's and it's like this is you're chasing it, right? Like this idea that I'm going to get it perfectly balanced. I really like the idea of harmony. That's a great way to great way to phrase that, as opposed to like trying to get this elusive balance that like you know maybe you get it for like a day or a week, you know. <laughs> It's yeah, not there's no such thing. It's it's something to, to, but again, as human beings, we evolve and we, at one point we believe that, but now we have more information. So I think even maybe harmony is not the right thing. Well, you know, this is my food background coming in. I actually like to think of it as the perfect recipe for you. Mm. Like what's your perfect recipe? Like this much work and this much family and this much fun and sprinkle in a little bit of salt for flavor. <laughs> My background's in music. So I was like, I love harmony. This is <laughs> right, right. 
That's like, the beauty oh, of the world. That. We all share our own different perspectives. That's funny. That complement each other and create this beautiful sound. Yeah, but it's that's not, funny. But it's like a musical recipe. Honestly, harmony. <laughs> harmony is like a musical recipe. Honestly, it, it's, an it's, 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 it's an art. It's an art. Sometimes it feels like it's an art and a science. Sometimes, but it's it's mostly an art for sure. Yeah. All right, ladies, final message from your school of life that you would like to leave our audience with today, and also where is it that people can continue the conversation, find out more about all this amazing work you, you seem to both be doing in the world. You can find everything at bywdreams.com. Yeah, and you can examples on how to do a, a time uh, time blocking there. And, you know, there's a lot of resources at BYWDreams.com. Yes. And our final message is self-care is health care. We've been saying this for a long time. And last month, a new article came out on, in Prevention Magazine about the medical necessity of self-care and how self-care is not just going to the spa and self-care is not selfish. Self-care is what you need in order to function. Yeah, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a must. It's a must for sure. And now with everything happening, it's become a necessity. No more, it's not a luxury anymore. Right, exactly. So take care of yourself. Love your final message, ladies. Well, there you have it. Follow both Natasha and Allegra. I love her, their energy. So I'm sure if this is how they, you know, they talk about their business and the thing that they do, they obviously are mission-driven, purpose-driven people. And they really feel like this is their calling and this is the way that they want to help the world. So go check out their website and everything else they have going on for sure. And I want to thank you for both being here and really sharing so much wisdom with us on the Life School Masterclass show. I find every show is a masterclass. Um, so I will be back with you guys with another show and other amazing conversations just like this. Don't forget, don't forget to support, like, subscribe, and share. I can't talk anymore. It's Friday. <laughs> I'm for self-care myself. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Join our next high-level community event where you will, you will meet over 30,000 purpose-driven entrepreneurs, and you can build meaningful relationships with high-level visionary leaders that will really stem from beautiful conversations, connections for future brand building, collaborations, and also client attraction. Um, find out more about the next uh, networking event that we are organizing and join us for free to see if this is a community that aligns with you, your work, and your values.